Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Laces Out for the second time tonight after trying to figure out technical difficulties. I'm Jared Bailey. That's Kurt Homicer. This is Laces Out. Um, first what's a, show. What's a, what's a show without some technical difficulties, though? Is there ever really a show that goes very smooth? It's very uh, rare. It's it's becoming more of a uh, common occurrence for us, which is just annoying at this point, you know. So someday um, we'll no. be in a big fancy studio with high high speed internet and cables galore, and we won't have to worry about any of this. I know, I know. So until that day comes, um, thanks for sticking with us. Um, but no, it is our first show um, with a game to talk about since February, which is always good. Um, so the Hall of Fame game, you know, it's n- more or less just a ceremonial dress rehearsal. You know, we saw Michael Parsons. We saw Najee Harris. Um, both of them looked good. Michael Parsons had a fumble recovery off a fumbled exchange from Mason Rudolph on a handoff. Uh, Najee Harris had, I think, eight touches in the game until they got pulled. Uh, Chase Clickwell scared me because I thought he was severely injured. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it turns out that he's fine. Um <laughs> But regardless, partner, I mean, we got we have a game to talk about, and that's we do. You know, it's always fun. It feels good. It feels good to have something to talk about rather than, you know, I, I do love our divisional divisional breakdowns and previews for the season. But now we can talk about the football. Now we can talk about the the hard hitting pads and the passes and the runs, and it feels good. So, you know, we're we're inching closer. We're getting closer. But like you said, this is a. Uh, we get to just check out the new guys. We get to see the new guys with their new teams. We get to see Micah Parsons, who I said going into this draft, going into the entire draft process, I think he might be the best. He was the best defensive player in the draft. He might be. There is an argument for him to be the best player in this draft, I would say. There were some off-field issues. There were some character issues and question marks surrounding him. So, understandably, he fell in the draft. But it's it's good to see him, you know, on the big stage. There's really not too many stages bigger than the Dallas Cowboys. So I think he's going to flourish with this team. And we just got a little little sprinkle of what he's going to bring. And uh, it was fun to watch. It was good. It was really good to watch uh, some some actual football going on. It was, you know, the kicking game outside of Presley Harvin and the punting game was horrible. But the kicking was absolutely god awful. I mean, we saw I think three missed kicks. One of them was blocked. Uh, but we did have a, a Matthew Sexton punt return. That was pretty exciting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, Kalen Balaj played well. So he's kind of trying to become that running back two behind Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. outside of these position battles, you know, there's never too much else to talk about. But for football fans, this is always a fun time of the year, finally getting actual football, seeing guys that are trying to make the roster or mm-hmm. get, you know, a little bit of an upgrade in terms of their spot on the depth chart. Uh, it's always a fun time of year. So uh, glad that we finally have football back. You know, we, the official beginning of week one is this Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, Washington will play New England, uh, which is going to be live on NFL Network amongst, you know, every other team playing their first preseason game outside of Pittsburgh and Dallas, um, who already played their first, but they will be playing again later on in the week. Pittsburgh playing Philadelphia. I don't know who Dallas plays, but they will be in action once again. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting time of year. Um, and we've got two more divisions to finish breaking down um, to wrap up our little series of doing that over the past few weeks. Um, so we can kind of use that as a segue to talking about the NFC North. NFC North. It is a, uh, a little different than, than what we talked about maybe three, four weeks ago, because we got some, we got some news since the last time we talked about this and, it, and it's exciting <laughs> news. Um Still, you know, maybe not as as exciting of a division if Aaron Rodgers was not returning, but still an exciting division. There's some interesting teams in here, and I mean, we could just start from the top. We'll go top down for this one, um, just because I think this one's a little more easier to break up. I think we both agree: the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going to finish first in this division. Yeah, no, it's cut and dry when you throw in one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback of all time. Um, You know, for a while, it was pretty well, I would say, well received that he probably wasn't going to come back. And then, you you know, take all of consideration of money and all that thrown into it. It was only a matter of a matter of time before he came back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers being there um, automatically just catapults them into being the best team in the division. Plus, they got better defensively. They bring in his buddy, Randall Cobb. 
Um, it's only a matter of time before we see, you know, Donald Driver and, uh, you know, Jordy Nelson coming back uh, to really just bring in the old troops. But um, no, Aaron Rodgers coming back, you know, it's we know how great he is. We know what he brings to this team. Uh, we know what he brings to the table. And we know that Green Bay is always a, a threat when he's there. So, um, you know, minimum for me is 11. Uh, maximum for me, 13 wins. Um, so anywhere between that 11 and 6, 13 and 4 range. Um, I think they're going to win the division. There's not too much competition. You can maybe make the case for Minnesota, um, which we'll get into as well. But uh, from top to bottom on the roster, I mean, Green Bay is the best team in the division. They have the best quarterback. So barring anything catastrophic, I think they're going to win, you know, win the division and make another deep playoff. Run. I think, uh, you know, I know we say it every year. I know every year it's, oh, this is, this is, this is the Packers year. They're, they're going to do it this year. And then they get to the NFC championship and they don't make it feels like this is the year, Jared. It really does. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers put on a show for all of us last season. He put on a show this offseason, too. He really wanted us to talk about him all offseason and spend every waking moment thinking yeah. about what he's going to do. But it seems like if there's ever a year to do it, it's this one. It's this one to say, I'm not coming back next year. I'm going to show you what you're missing out on and what you really just threw away, what you could have had. And I think he's going to, I don't know if I want to say play better because he was MVP, but he might play better because I think he's just a man on a mission. I think he's a pissed off man on a mission. And in a weird way, he's going to rub it in the Packers face by winning and being successful for them. But it's just going to be a massacre. I really, I, I think it is. I, I last year going into the season, I thought Minnesota was going to be a good team, and they dealt with a lot of injuries. And I still think they're going to be a good team this year, but I really don't think it's too close. I, I think Green Bay buffed up their defense. I think having Aaron Rodgers back, just like I said, a man on a mission. They brought back a lot of their guys, and they're ready to go. I mean, they they made it to the NFC Championship last year. They pretty much coasted there, and I think I think they're going to do it again. I, I really do. I do. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, it, it, right. It does feel like it, this should be their year, very, very much last dance feel with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. You know, I think it's pretty well received. He's not going to be back in Green Bay in 2022. He's going to be a Stealer in 2022. That's a different conversation <laughs> for a different conversation for a different time. Um, but, you know, in all seriousness, you know, this does feel it's hard. It's going to be hard to top, you know, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions and winning his third MVP. But we do um, get an extra game this season. We do. We do. So, I mean, that is very much on the table for Aaron Rodgers. And if anybody can do it, it is him. We know he's not going to turn the ball over. He never really has. Um, he just always seems to show up when uh, the time calls for it. So, um, I think they're going to be very good. I think Aaron's going to be very good. Um there's not too, I mean, I think everybody else is really playing for second place. And like I said, Minnesota could make a little bit of noise and give them a little bit of run for the money. But once December rolls around, I think that's when Green Bay kind of takes a hold of it, you know, mm-hmm. clinches with, you know, around like week 13, 14, somewhere in there. If Minnesota's playing really well. Um, but no, I think this is Green Bay's division to lose. They're the best roster top to bottom, and they've got the best quarterback. So, like I said, barring anything catastrophic, Green Bay should win the division again, be the one or two seed in the NFC. So I think the top of the NFC will look pretty similar to 2020 um, yeah. with, you know, Tampa Bay and Green Bay kind of vying for that one seed. Do you have Do you have Minnesota making the playoffs in your uh, season predictions? I don't believe I did. No, I don't. I've got – it came down to – Three teams for me came down to, I think, Minnesota, Arizona, Carolina. I have Carolina getting in as the seventh seed. Um, I know. And, again, that's a very – if you're high on Sam Darnold and you like their roster a lot, then you could make the argument. If you're not very high on Sam Darnold, you're probably not going to make the argument for Carolina. I'm high on Sam Darnold, so I'm giving them um, that. I love their coaching staff, and I love everything that they bring. So I did give it to Carolina. Minnesota, though, I think they're going to be playing meaningful football all the way till week 18. Um, it's just going to come down to, you know, divisional record, head-to-head, stuff like that. Right. And, you know, I, like I said earlier, I really liked Minnesota <laughs> last year. and they You did. You were there. very high in Minnesota I, last year. I was. I was. I, I liked them a lot, and I still like them this year. But, you know, they, they had the injury bug pretty hard last year. Um, Delvin Cook, even though he finished with a phenomenal season, missed a good amount of games. Daniel Hunter was out. I, they, they, they had the injury bug going around their team. So, 
if they can stay healthy this year, I mean, they get a they get a Justin Jefferson going at a year two who already looks like an elite wide receiver in this league. They still have Adam Thielen on that team. Kirk Cousins, say what you want about him, he can win games. Davlin Cook, one of the best uh, running backs in the league. I mean, they're good, and they bring in Patrick Peterson in the secondary to be kind of a veteran guy. I like Minnesota. Um, I, I don't like them enough to top the Green Bay Packers this year, but I do think that Minnesota is going to sneak in there with a wild card spot. You know, whether they'll be a six seed, seven seed, somewhere in there, I, I do think they'll win. Uh, they'll win and get a playoff spot because their schedule isn't too terribly hard. Um, if you want me to to run through it a little bit here, I can. Oh yeah, I love when you do this. This is always my favorite part of doing these, where we can kind of you know decide how teams are going to do. Okay, so they start off nice and easy. They start off at Cincinnati. Uh, maybe not nice and easy, but hey, hey, yeah, you watch your mouth about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is coming off of an ACL injury. I don't know if I'm going to trust him week one to be slinging it around and acting like a right. Joe Burrow of old. Um, so you're giving them one and zero there? Yes, I am. Are you? Okay. Um, I, I it could go either way, but for for the sake of this, one and zero Minnesota. Okay, week two at Arizona. That's Z right away. Like I think both of those teams are going to be very much in the mix till the very end. Mm-hmm. I might go Arizona there. Um, I, I look their offense is just disgusting. You know, we saw what was wrong with Minnesota's defense last year. Um, so if if uh, Arizona is playing really good offensively, which I mean they did last year to start off the season. Um, so I might give the edge to Arizona there just because I get that this is a Patrick Peterson revenge game or whatever you want to call it. Like I, Patrick Peterson is very well past his prime. He's very much on the back nine of his career. Um, I like Arizona more than I like Minnesota. I just think Arizona is at least in week two. I think that they're still going to be that inconsistent team. We saw that a lot mm-hmm. last year. You know, they, they had we some did. really good games. Then they had some really, really bad games. So yeah. week two, they're still going to be trying to work out those kinks. I mean, they're still going to have new guys. They have they brought in a lot of new guys this year, so they're still going to have to gel. Um, I think that's two and zero oh for the Vikings there. Week three okay. versus Seattle. That's, that's a losing one. I think so, but <laughs> it's going to be close. I think week four Cleveland. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, week so five, minimum two and two through this part. Uh, a win against Detroit, I think. Three yes, and two. I think uh, against week Detroit. Detroit. Week six against your Carolina Panthers. I like Carolina more than I like Minnesota, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Kirk Cousins a lot. Yeah. I think he's the most overhated quarterback in the NFL for zero reason <laughs> whatsoever. Everybody just like, says, besides the fact that he wants to play in a plexiglass uh, box this year. I mean, sure, I get it. But, you know, outside of all of that, like, Kirk, everybody just just woke up and decided that they hate Kirk Cousins for whatever reason. Uh, And from what I can tell, he didn't do anything wrong. So (laughs) I I like Kirk Cousins. Um, I just like Carolina's roster more than I like Minnesota. So I would say Carolina's going to win this. If you would like to give that to Minnesota in your own, you know, separate win-by-win thing. By all means, I, uh, I am giving so, that to I am giving that to Minnesota. It, it, it's going to be week six, so you know you're going to have by that time you're going to have five games under your belt. Sure, Carolina's still a young team. Carolina's a brand spanking new team that have a lot of new guys in there. I just don't know if I trust them yet to be able to put it together that quickly. Um, but all right, week seven, Minnesota's on their bye. Week okay. eight versus Dallas. I think they beat Dallas. I think so too. Dallas's defense is putrid. Uh, week nine at Baltimore. Oh, <laughs> that's a toughie. In in my because I have them beating Carolina and beating Dallas. I think I'm going to say a loss. Give there. them a loss to Baltimore. That's that's a not. A, I mean, that's an easier stretch. But Baltimore is a good team. Sure, Baltimore is a good team. Yeah, and you know, Baltimore. I'm sorry, Minnesota's defense. Like I said already, I'm not a big fan of. I, I get that they added a few pieces throughout the offseason in the draft, but you know, this just feels like a day where Lamar Jackson will be able to do Lamar Jackson things and kind of run around a little bit and make plays. So I would be okay with giving that to Baltimore. Okay. Week 10 at the LA Chargers. I'm uh, Chargers going to win that. Nah, Char- what is Kurt? Okay. I, I, I can't very I can't, much disagree on this. I cannot wait until we have the AFC West uh, <laughs> chat here about <laughs> talking about the Chargers because I have some I have some ammo for you. Uh, week eleven 
versus the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if we're going to have the Green Bay Packers sweeping the Vikings. I don't think so. I mean, it's usually those the games between those two, at least one of them usually is very close and comes down to the wire. I mean, they had that tie a few years ago, which was really weird. Um, they had that kind of back and forth game. Even week one last year, like the score kind of dict like it kind of shows that Green Bay kind of beat them by a good margin. But throughout the, the majority of that game, it was back and forth until the fourth quarter. So um, I think that Green Bay will beat them the first time around. Um, they could split. It wouldn't shock me if Green Bay were to sweep them. Um, but I think at least one of them will be close. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, all right. Week 12. I think we're going to be seeing a Trey Lance led 49ers team by week 12. In a perfect world for the 49ers, <laughs> they get to redshirt Trey Lance this year and okay. then ship off Jimmy somewhere else. In a not perfect world, Jimmy Garoppolo plays terrible and we see Trey Lance before midseason. Um, but I'd be – I want that. <laughs> like a really neat – sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, but I want to watch Trey Lance start. Yeah. Um, so, no, that would be, you know, best-case scenario we see Trey Lance against Kirk Cousins, not two of the same – you know, I think Kirk Cousins is what Jimmy Garoppolo should be. <laughs> like That's he, a fair, That is and, a fair comparison, yes. Yeah, I think that it, his ceiling is kind of Kirk Cousins. Um, so, no uh, – Regardless, though, I like San Francisco's defense a lot, and I would give that to the 49ers. I think I, I think I would too. Uh, I think I would too. Week thirteen at Detroit, I think they sweep the Lions. The Lions. You think they go sweep the Lions? That's fair. Lions, yeah, Lions are going to be really bad. Sure. Uh, week fourteen versus your Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a loss. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, week. Week 15 at the Chicago Bears. Wow, they don't play the Bears until week 15. I was going to say, there's a few divisional games that don't take place until very late in the season. Um, at Chicago. Even if Justin Fields is in, like, I'm not they're, – they're not going to – the Bears aren't going to sweep the Vikings by any means. They might beat them once, but I'm more than confident giving that to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Justin Fields a lot. And I think that he could be a very good quarterback. And I think he was a perfect quarterback for Chicago. Agreed. But they're just not there yet. They're 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 close. I think they are close, but they're they're not there yet. Um week 16 versus the LA Rams. I think that's, like uh, that's a loss. The Vikings. Mm-hmm. Week 17 at Green Bay. Depends on what happens in that first game because I really yeah. don't think the Packers are gonna sweep them. Yeah, no, I, I think we can kind of give one and one to each of them. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the order, but mm-hmm. um, if the Packers do lose a game in division, it will be to Minnesota. Yes, okay. And then they finish off the season at home against the Chicago Bears. And that should be another win. So, I mean, for Minnesota, I just looked at my final projections. I actually have them going eight and nine. I'm not too high on them. I think they're going to be a competitive team. It's just kind of middle of the road and can't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, eight and nine outside looking in playing meaningful football till, you know, the very end, it's just, I, I can't really, when you look at the NFC, like I, I mean, I just told you, I like Carolina a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the giants in Dallas, well, I think the giants are going to be, you know, it's going to come out of Washington and New York in week 18, by the way, which we get, hopefully that's for the division that week. Yes. Um, but, but even Dallas, I think Dallas is going to be in that range as well. And then the NFC West, I mean, you know, the Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, and Cardinals are all going to be vying for spots. So it's just a mm-hmm. you know a thicker, uh, more deep conference this year than it was last year. So I yeah. think that's that's the only thing for Minnesota. If they played in the AFC, I think they'd have a much better shot. I, I think I think Minnesota wins nine games. Uh, I think their their absolute ceiling is probably ten games. Um, but I, I'm with you, eight eight to ten wins. Maybe I'm going to be extremely wrong again, like I was last season about the Vikings. I hope not. Because they have, they got the bones. They got the bones of a nice team, and I, I'd like to see them put together, put it together. Because they have some elite talent on offense. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen—that is a hell of a trio right there. So, if they can put it together, I mean, if they can get clicking, maybe there's still plenty of time to add some pieces for that defense. I think we might be seeing the Vikings in uh, Wild Card Weekend. To me, the the Vikings are like the diet titans. Like they've got, you know, that quarterback that people are still kind of iffy on, a great running back and two very good receivers. Um, and a so, iffy defense, yeah. And an yeah. iffy defense. So, you know, to exactly. me, they are the NFC's titans. Um, That's a shame they don't play each other because that could have been a fun game. 
It could have been. And if, like I said, if Minnesota played in the AFC East, I think they have a better chance of getting into the playoffs because I think they'd be the second team and the second best team in that division. I think yeah. they're better than Miami. They're better than the Jets and they're better than the Patriots. So yeah. they might have a better shot, in my opinion, to, you know, win nine, maybe 10 games and sneak into sure. a wild card spot if they were an AFC team. Um, but obviously that's not the case. Um, but no, regardless, I think they'll be competitive. I don't hate Minnesota by any means. I just think that the NFC has a lot of you know, really solid teams this year. There's not a, like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of terrible teams this year. Usually, you know, we'll get like four or five that are kind of vying for that, you know, yeah. those first three picks. I think we'll have maybe two or three that are just atrocious. And then a mm-hmm. bunch of mediocre teams that their records will say that they're bad. But I think overall as a whole unit, as a team, it's just, it just happened to be that they played a lot of really solid teams back to back. So yep. um, Minnesota just kind of falls in that category for me. All right, so we both got Minnesota number two. I think we can both agree that the Chicago Bears are finishing number three in that division. Am I correct? Sure, yeah. I mean, look, the Bears, their defense is still solid. I mean, they let go of Kyle Fuller for no particular reason other than they could. I I didn't understand that whatsoever. They didn't have to do it. Um, So that, to me, was weird. Uh, but no, their front, their front seven's still really good. Roquan Smith's very good. Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack last year, I just feel like he was just over it and just yeah. didn't care. And I, and I think for that reason, um, he's kind of due maybe for a year that we yeah. saw when he was with the Raiders because maybe now he sees, you know, I don't think Justin Fields is going to start week one. Um, but maybe now he sees, you know, hey, we got this young guy, these guys we, we want to try. We're winning. We're, we're a close team. I think we can do it, and I think he's got a, kind of got the juice behind him now, and I, I think we're due to see a Khalil Mack breakout year again. I mean, this guy is an incredible talent. Um, but like I said, I, I think we see Andy Dalton start week one for a couple of reasons. You know, I, I don't think that they want to throw Justin Fields in right away. Um, Andy Dalton is a capable quarterback. We've seen that his entire career. And I also don't think that they want to say – oops, we accidentally paid this guy $10 million, but let's start this new rookie that we got. I think they at least want to put Andy Dalton out there and say, we, we tried with this guy, and if he doesn't work out, look at this shiny new rookie that we got sitting behind him. Well, they did the same thing when they drafted Trubisky. I mean, they brought over Mike Glenn and gave him a good amount of money, and then by week, what, six, Trubisky was the starter. So yes. I think that we're going to see something pretty similar to that where, mm-hmm. all right, Andy Dalton will start. He's going to be on a short leash, though. You know, if they're you know sitting at like one and four, two and four, somewhere in that range, all right, you know what, You know, let's put in Fields and see what he's got. By no means is Justin Fields getting out of 2021 without playing. Like that's no. – it's just a matter of – when not if it right. could be as early as you know week four or five because i mean they start off the season kind of rough um it could be as late as you know week eight or nine. it just depends on how andy dalton plays mm-hmm. um but you know like you said about khalil mack i mean when he was first traded to chicago it was at 2018 he had a monster year that year when he was traded over from the raiders so um it's just a matter of finding that guy again to really lead that front seven um which he's more than capable of doing. Um, like I said, I feel like he's just very over <laughs> what was becoming of 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe, and look, I'm not trying to say that Khalil Mack didn't try. I, I don't know. It's just from a guy with that caliber of talent to not have the production that we've seen before. It just seems as if, you know, he was almost like, what's the point in his head? And again, I could be very wrong on that. I'm not trying to start any sort of rumors, but um, you know, it's it just seems to be uh, one of it was one of those situations. But no, no, it's fair because I mean, when you're playing on a team like that, it's just rough years after rough years. It's it's draining. And you know, he came from he came from the Raiders, which really wasn't rainbows. I mean, he wasn't having a great time. that whole thing with John Gruden that offseason yeah. was just like, okay, what's uh, what's going to happen yeah. here? So, you know, I, I, I think that Chicago has the right pieces um, and they're building the right way, but they're not there yet. And that's OK. I mean, they, they got their quarterback. They got their quarterback of the defense and Khalil Mack. They'll be OK. Um, I mean, kind of a, an interesting question for them is what do they do with Nick Foles? Because do you have a team like the Indianapolis Colts call them up and say our quarterback is out from anywhere from five to 12 weeks? Do we bring in a, a veteran guy who's done it before? I mean, he's got a lot of money tied up to him, but if Kurt, the Bears can kind of eat some of that contract, I would not be totally surprised if a move like that happens. 
Kurt, if Carson Wentz has to deal with Nick Foles behind him again, I think he's going to jump off Indianapolis's tallest hey, bridge. They, like they got to, they got to be buddies, right? He, they, they won a Super Bowl together, technically. I mean, sure, but if I'm Carson Wentz, I don't want Nick Foles anywhere near me. Like, <laughs> look, poor Carson Wentz. Poor like, Carson. my God, the dude yeah. can't catch yeah, a can't break. And if and if Nick Foles ends up there, like I said, I think Carson Wentz is just going to be thinking, like, really. Again, I got out of Philadelphia. Nick Foles left Philadelphia. I thought I was going to escape this, and then Jalen Hurts comes over, and then I leave Philadelphia, and then Nick Foles comes back. Like, what do I? Where do I got to go to escape this? Like, yeah, it's a but shame. what are you? What are you? What are you going to do? You're going to ride into Week One with Jacob Eason? Nothing against Jacob Eason. I they I drafted him in the second round last year for a reason. No, I know. And I, I I honestly think that Jacob Eason could be okay. I think he could be decent, but. When you're a team like the Colts, who are should be a favorite in the AFC, do you really want to risk it with a guy like that, or do you want to go get a guy who's done it before? Um, I don't know. I mean, just I mean, I know we're not talking about the Colts right now, but just look at the start of their season. They open up against Seattle, then they open, uh, they welcome the Los Angeles Rams to their house, then they travel to Tennessee. You do not want to be without Carson Wentz for that long, and you do not want to trust Jacob Eason for that long. I don't think. I'm trying to look up when he was drafted because I don't think it was the second round, actually, because I took Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. And I think they were both second round picks. I think it was a third or fourth. Either way, they drafted uh, him. I have, it, I have it right here. The Colts okay. selected Jacob Eason with their fourth pick. Fourth. fourth pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So regardless, you know, he was, you know, one of those guys in the middle of the pack who, okay, I guess we got to rank him because, you know, he's one of the – he played well in college at Washington State um, or Washington. Was it Washington or Washington State? I don't even remember. I want to, it was Washington, wasn't it? Washington, yes. Yeah, so um, it's – I don't know, man. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Foles ends up there. It just makes too much sense because Reich has a history with him too, obviously. They won a Super Bowl yep. together. But poor Carson Wentz. And I know we're not talking about the Colts right now, but that felt appropriate to at least address because the Colts have had a, a training camp from hell losing – Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson. I think Anthony Costanzo is down with an injury. Anthony Costanzo is also down with an injury. So, like, they've had a horrible training camp. But Mm -hmm. um, we could talk about the Detroit Lions um, and our good buddy Benjamin Raven, um, who has been working his butt off at training camp as well. Um, Look, their draft is awesome. Uh, I think they have one of the better drafts out of anybody this year and good for them for it because God knows they needed it, bringing in this new regime, this new coaching staff. And just really, it just feels like a, a new dawn. Yep. Uh, yeah, make it sound like a Twilight movie. Why not? Um, so I, I think that they're still like at least a year away. Um, I don't think that Jared Goff is the long-term answer. I think he'll play well enough, but he's not going to tear the roof off of any building per se. But um, but, 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 but what are they going to do? You say that Jared Goff isn't the long-term answer. I think he has to be the long-term answer because he's under contract for so long. You you can't just bench that contract, and that's not going to be an easy contract to just get rid of. I mean, we saw what the what the Rams had to do to get rid of it because he's under contract through 2024. So I think he's got to be the guy until 2024. Well, let me see. What's the Lions cap situation look like? Because I felt like they had a lot of money to play around with. So if they can kind of eat that for, you know, another – like I said, golf will be there this year, more than likely next year, start off the season as a starter. Um, but I think once that contract gets near its end, it becomes easier and easier to eat. And if there's a team that needs a bridge who can afford it, then why not send them there? They can draft a guy, whether it be Howell or Rattler. They're going to be in that top five, six range to get another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on how golf plays this year, if they want to do it next year or if they want to you know, play their cards with him again, see how it goes in 2022. And then if they feel like they want to take a guy in 23, then that's when they do that. But again, it depends on how Jared Goff plays, but they need to give him a little bit more help to, you know, sustain that. And, you know, the, the Lions are lucky enough to have a young team. And right now they're sitting at around $17 million in cap space. So they're, they're lucky to be a young team with a lot of young rookie contracts. So they can have the option of flexibility I, I just don't know. If, if I'm the Lions, I stick with Jared Goff for now. I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. Just see, check it out. Um, you know, he's, he's probably not going to do very well with Quentin Cephas, Tyrell Williams, and Brashad Perriman. But you never know. You know, he's got TJ Hawkinson. He's got DeAndre Swift. 
And he does have a good offensive line. I will give that to the Detroit Lions. They have built a nice they offensive ju- line. They built a solid offensive line. With, um, they drafted yeah. They drafted a receiver, too. They um, who they, they drafted I'm a receiver. Is it uh, the USC? I'm on, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, know, they, they, they got options. And like I said, they, they have a good, good offensive line. They drafted Penny Sue all this year. They got Taylor Decker on the left side, who's been there for a long time. Uh, Frank Ragnow at the center. Big V and right, right guard. Arguably I mean, they, the best center in the NFL, Frank Ragnow, right now. After yeah. so, I you know they've got a very good offensive line. Yeah. Um, they bring in Jamal Williams to pair with DeAndre Swift. So I mean they've got the talent in the backfield. They've got the short yardage stuff. Like if they ran a West Coast style offense, this would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Jared Goff, that's almost what they need to do. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think I, the offense will do okay. It's just the defense is defense is still a mess. Yes. Yes. Hopefully Jeff Okuda can kind of, you know, learn from year one. I mean, he had a lot of, you know, a roller coaster rookie year, to say the least, but the run defense is also atrocious last year. So it, there's a lot of holes that need to plug on that side of the ball. It's just a matter of how good Jerry Goff can do with the talent around him uh, or lack thereof almost. No offense to Quintus Cephas and Perriman, but um, it's just they could do better. I think Alamon Ross and Brown's going to walk in and be the day one wide receiver one. Um but yeah, Detroit's not going to be very good. They'll be in the top five or six in terms of the draft in April, but they at least have a solid foundation to build off of. And that's something that we haven't been able to say about Detroit for a long time. <laughs> so we, uh, we are in agreement. We have the Green Bay Packers at one. We have the Minnesota Vikings at two. Even a little disagreement on how the Vikings are going to turn out. The Chicago Bears at three and our Detroit Lions in the basement where they just love to be. Correct. So now that we're done, I mean, I'll, I'll run through my seating on it. I mean, I released these a few weeks ago, but if anybody hasn't seen them, um, I have Green Bay at one at 13 and four. I have the Rams at two at 13 and four. I have Tampa Bay at three at 12 and five. I got Washington at four at 10 and seven. And then Seattle five, 11 and six, San Francisco six, 10 and seven. And then Carolina, that last wildcard spot, nine and eight. Okay. All right. I gotta, I, I gotta officially make my my picks and my standing. I know you all. Here's the thing. I, you're more like, all right. I'm just gonna. You're you're very okay with waiting. I do like four <laughs> you, of these. You get the off season. Yeah. You get. I, I like to do one. You like to do ten mock drafts. I like to do one. You like to do ten season predictions. I like to do one. That's just how we work, and that's a good thing. And I'm excited to see yours because I know there's a few that we disagree on. And uh, I'm excited to kind of compare and contrast those uh, for an episode. But um, speaking of uh, disagreements, let's move to the. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) So, look, there's not a lot that we can say about Kansas City that hasn't already been said. We know that they're great. I think they're going to win the division. Um, They're going to be great. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Their offense is still good. They they somehow went into this offseason with ginormous offensive line questions and then assembled a very good offensive line. (laughs) Fixed everything. They fixed everything. Oh, my God. Joe Tooney. Orlando Brown on the left side. Joe Tooney on the left side. Drafting Creed Humphrey for the center. I mean, it is (laughs) – Patrick Mahomes Plus they Plus, they get get Tardif back and Lucas Niang, who they drafted last year. He sat out because of COVID. They signed Kyle Long out of retirement. (laughs) So, like, they're, like, eight deep on this offensive line where they feel completely okay with whoever is going to be in there if, if there is injuries. Patrick Mahomes should not have to move. He should take three steps and just have time to bake a cake in that pocket because the Chiefs have everything. And they do. They're they're really not a perfect team, but they're they're pretty close to a perfect team. And um as close as you can get. Yes, it is it's going to be very tough for anybody to really catch them in the AFC. Um so yes, I think that they are going to run away with this division. Yeah, I I don't know if it's – I don't know how to describe it. They're going to win the division. I have it by a game because who I have at number two. Um, You seem to disagree with who I have at number two. I don't know if you have anybody else above them. But, look, man, I'm so high on the Chargers, and they are going to be – they're one of the teams I'm most excited to see this year. I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch in terms of storyline coming into the year, you know, new head coach an exciting second-year quarterback who just had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history, a still very good ensemble of weapons on offense and a defense that's getting healthy, still has a ton of talent on that side of the ball as well. Like, why do you hate the Chargers so much, Kurt? <laughs> I, I, I don't hate the Chargers. I'm with you. They're going to be an exa- insanely exciting team to watch. 
I just think that they're getting overhyped just a little bit. Um, I love Justin Herbert. He he was he was and he still is, you know, maybe the best quarterback in that draft. Um, I, I might say that he was he just like you said he had an historic rookie season as a quarterback. But sophomore slumps are real. And when was the last time that we saw a quarterback who was at the top of the mountain when it came to his rookie season as a quarterback? get higher than that in the second season. It's not easy. It's it's really not. And there's so many people talking about Justin Herbert going to be in the MVP talks this year. And that seems very extreme to me. Um, it, it seems extreme. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that he does well. I love Justin Herbert. I love watching him play. But really, when was the last quarterback that we saw have a phenomenal rookie season get better the next season? I, I mean, Dak Prescott had one of the best rookie seasons for a quarterback and regressed the next season. I, it's just, it's not easy to to get better after the season of a rookie quarterback. Okay, I had ammo for that, but then you clarified it, so I kind of ran out. But I'm still going to address it anyway because two out of the last three NFL MVPs have been second-year quarterbacks. But you did throw in the caveat, had a great rookie season, and then followed it up. Patrick Mahomes only played one game. Lamar Jackson was wasn't a great rookie season. You know, he played well enough to drag them to the playoffs um, when the division was pretty bad, uh, and the Steelers kind of you know collapsed. That was the year they went nine six and one. Thank you, Antonio Brown. Anyway, um, yes, I get what you're saying, uh, but like I said. Two of the last three MVPs have been second-year quarterbacks, um, and Justin Herbert seems to have all the tools in the world to be very good. He played mm-hmm. that well with a horrible head coach, sorry, Anthony Lynn, um, and an offensive line that was falling apart around him throughout the year, a defense that was banged up and not playing consistently well. So it was, you know, through all of the things that were thrown at him, getting his first appearance in a game with about five seconds' notice – when Tyrod Taylor, when when the training staff tried to impale Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> um, he answered all of the questions to the best of his ability in a catastrophic season, uh, where anything that was thrown at him, he still played well. Yes. And I'm not going to put any of the blame on their struggles on him because you look at his numbers and you look at the way he played, it wasn't on him. It was the <laughs> Anthony Lynn, who's now in Detroit as their OC. Um, so. I think that with a new regime there in terms of a coaching staff, the weapons that they still have defensively, hopefully Derwin James, cross our fingers for Derwin James, hopefully he stays healthy um, because he's one of the best safeties in the game when he is healthy. Um, I love everything that they have. I mean, there's not too many weaknesses on their team right now. Uh, you can maybe point to, you know, a hole or two in the offensive line, but it's better than what, than what it was last year. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Austin Eckler, you know, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Yes, Hunter Henry isn't there anymore, but, you know, I think that they'll be able to fill that void, um, with, you know, in other ways. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you said there's not too many holes on this team. I'll tell you what the holes on this team are, and it's depth, because <laughs> you, you, we, we keep saying, you know, how many, how many times have we said it? God, I hope Derwin James can come back. I can't wait till he can come back. He'll be the, the savior of this team. Do we know this? I mean, this guy has, hasn't played football and seems like so long. And know. you know, Joey Bosa's not not too reliable to stay on the field at least last season. Um, Chris Harris Jr. had a really bad season staying on the field. Brian Balaga, who they brought in to fix the offensive line, there's a lot of guys on this team that are injury prone. You can even say Keenan Allen. I mean, he, he's th- I thirty. I don't know. Don't fact check me. He's he's, he's at least thirty or <laughs> over. But he's had some injury problems, too. And, you know, injuries are part of the game. Um, It's really hard to avoid it. And, you know, you can't plan for it. But let's just say, you know, let's hope it doesn't happen. But let's just say Keenan Allen goes down. Justin Herbert's going to have Mike Williams to work with and Jalen Guyton. I don't don't know who he's going to throw to. Uh, Hunter Henry's no longer there. He's going to have a 60-year-old Jared Cook to throw to, you know. (laughs) I love Austin Eckler, great guy, friend of the show, as you said. But it just seems like, you know, when one of these guys go down, when one of their top guys go down, like a like a Joey Bosa or a, a, a Keenan Allen, they're in trouble because they don't have that depth. And, you know, Justin Herbert's going into year two, but he's still young. And you're going to have to force him to play with a guy like Mike Williams or, you know, rely on the run game with Austin Eckler. It just seems like, 
it's it's going to be really good if they can all stay healthy, but it's going to be really hard to stay healthy. And if if they don't stay healthy, I think the Chargers could have some trouble. Well, here's the thing. Let me counter that because you pointed out all the guys that got hurt last year. What are the odds that every single one of them goes down again? I'm going to no, say I, pretty that's, slim. That's fair. that's fair. No, absolutely. So, no, I think if they stay, yes, depth is a little bit of a concern. I will agree with you on that. Um, but I do like them as a whole um, in terms of the guys that, you know, I get that they're kind of top heavy in terms of their talent. Um, but if the majority of them can stay on the field throughout the year, I think that they're an 11, 12 wooden team because I love Justin Herbert. I love what they have on both sides of the ball and that division. Yes. They're going to, I think they're going to beat Kansas city once. Um, I think that they should be able to beat the Raiders both times. Denver, I think is going to be a little bit better this year. So, uh, but their schedule is going to play into their favor because, you know, they finished, I believe, in third place last year in the division, third or fourth place. They, uh, I'll, I'll run through their schedule because this is uh, – there's some there's some interesting games in here. Um, sure. So we'll, we'll start week one at Washington. I mean, you, you want to test Justin Herbert. Washington. You want to test Justin Herbert, you throw him in against that Washington defense. Yeah. I mean, it's – I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm – before we start ranking these these, these divisions <laughs> or the, the division here, I'll be honest, I don't really know where I want to put Denver and, and the Chargers. Um, I'm a little torn, so mm-hmm. forgive me, but I, I'm going to be on the fence until I make my official season rankings. Um, That's fine. All right, so week two, Dallas win. Yeah. Week three, Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas oh, City. I think that they lose the first one. Okay. Week four uh, versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they will absolutely obliterate the Raiders. Obliterate, he says. Okay. The Raiders aren't good. Versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, That is a loss, I would say. I think – I can't remember what I put that in as. I think I gave them the win. I think that they beat Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. All right. Week six at Baltimore. I changed my mind. I think they lose to Cleveland and then beat Baltimore. I think I remember now. I think they lose to the Browns and then beat the Ravens. All right, week seven, they are on their bye. Week eight versus the New England Patriots. Maybe we'll be seeing Mac Jones by then. They will steamroll New England as a giant middle finger to that albatross that was a 41 nothing loss because damn you, Anthony Lynn, all to hell. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Anthony Lynn. I'm sure you're a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Week nine at the Philadelphia Eagles. Nah, should win that yeah, pretty handedly. Should be a win. Uh, week ten versus the Minnesota Vikings. I don't remember what we said when we talked. About I it. said they were going to. I said I said the Chargers are going to win. I think you gave the win to the. Vikings. I think I gave the nod to the Vikings. So uh, all right, week eleven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll be beat Pittsburgh. Okay, all right. Uh, week twelve at. Wow, Denver. this is a rare occurrence where it sounds like you think the Steelers are going to win, and I don't. I I think so. Uh, all right, week ten at Denver. At Denver, at Mile High. I think they lose in Mile High. I think so, too. Uh, week 13 at Cincinnati. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I cannot Burrow, wait. I like Joe Burrow versus, versus Justin Herbert. Um, I think that they'll win, but regardless, I hope it's a 38-35 shootout. That would be my dream for that game. <laughs> okay, week 14 versus the New York Giants. Um, That's an interesting one. I, yeah, I mean the Giants towards the end of the season. That's going to be how working at the Giants are going to be looking at the division lead. I might be. That's going to be one of those where it's how's Daniel Jones look till that point. Mm-hmm. If he's playing not great, then I think the Chargers should win pretty handedly. Um, but if he's playing well, then yeah, it could come down to the wire. Um, I'll go. I'm still going to go. I'll go with the Chargers. Okay, week fifteen, uh, we got a Thursday night matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they'll split it with Kansas City, so I think they'll win that one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Kansas City sweeps them. Uh, week no. sixteen at the Houston Texans. Oh my goodness, Houston! Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll win that. <laughs> week seventeen versus Denver. I think they'll win that one. They'll split with the. Okay. They'll split with the Broncos. Week eighteen at Las Vegas, and they'll beat the Raiders twice. Okay. All right. I, I'm. I'm, I'm very high on the Chargers. <laughs> I, I can tell you are. I, I really can tell you are. And you know, it's. I, I don't want to just blame. You know, I don't. I, I don't want to say they're going to have a bunch of injuries. Watch out for this team because I hope they all stay healthy and they they. Oh, yeah. They may. They very well may. Uh, they very well 
may stay healthy. I don't know if that's English, correct English, but uh, <laughs> they they can be a really good team. And if it goes bad, they could be a really bad team. Um, I, they are a very interesting team to watch. But like I said, I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't determine just yet between the Broncos and the Chargers. Right now, I want to lean Broncos. Call me crazy, but that Broncos defense. You can roll with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke all you like. I will take Justin Herbert. Give You can have a great quarterback. Give me that Broncos defense and ride Let's not pretend that the Chargers defense is bad. It's not the Broncos defense. That Broncos defense. Oh, no, the Broncos defense is better. Incredible. I I think the Broncos have the best defense in the entire league. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to beat them. And we've seen teams win lots of games with an average quarterback but a good defense and we we saw Teddy Bridgewater do that when he was when he's uh with New Orleans I mean he won games because New Orleans had a great defense and I mean what else did we see we saw uh uh what what was it the the Bears went what 12 and 4 in 2018 with Mitch Trubisky it's possible it's very possible if you have a great defense and Denver has exactly that they have a great great defense they do, and it is one of the best in football. I would still take Washington over the Broncos defense, um, but I will say this in both those cases where it was Teddy in New Orleans and Mitch in Chicago, both divisions weren't great. You know, I get that Green Bay was in you know the NFC North, but it was pre-Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, a bad Atlanta team, a bad Carolina team. It's not it's like very, it was much of a gauntlet to run for the Saints. <laughs> And uh, the um, uh, the Bears, I still believe, were a wild card team that year. No, no, no. That was the year that um, um, Brett Hundley played a lot against because Rodgers hurt his shoulder. So I think they 20, actually yeah, won the division that year. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. So they didn't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers that year. So um, no. In a division where we have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, I'm not going to be too keen on giving Teddy Bridgewater a ton of credit and a ton of, you know, uh, I'm not going to lean on Teddy Bridgewater now. Drew Locke is a guy who he played really well in his rookie year. That final five game stretch, I think is how many games he had Mm -hmm. dealt with a lot of injuries last year. They probably brought him back a little bit too soon. And, you know, he struggled. Uh, He got a little little bit better in the final month, but yes, the inconsistencies were there. So their success hinges on their incredible defense. And if they're, whoever their quarterback is can play at least just okay. If they, if their quarterback plays okay, they're a playoff team. If their quarterback is abysmal, then it's going to be an uphill battle. And I I think they'll at least be okay. You know, I've been very vocal about not being a huge Drew Locke supporter, but he's kind of in the same situation as Daniel Jones is in in, uh, New York. I mean, a really good defense for the Broncos case, a great defense. And a lot of really good weapons around him. Um, the the Broncos have just have a plethora of of support. I mean, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant. They are stacked on offense, and they should be able to be at least serviceable quarterbacks. Um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, because if they can't succeed with that, I don't know where they're going to be able to succeed. So ride that oh, defense, I do. Denver. Please oh, just ride that defense and make me right and Jarrett wrong. Please, please, Denver. Oh, here's the thing. I've got Denver. I think I have Denver as a playoff team. Um, so, I mean, I'm not completely out on the Broncos. It's just a matter of, I don't think they're going to be better than the Chargers. But, look, if Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater aren't playing well early, there is one man who can save them, and you know who it is. I know who it is. Who is it? Are, are you talking uh... – Brett Ripon? I who? Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about 15 Beowulf, Minshew, and Duval. <laughs> Gardner, who's gonna Minshew bring him to who, Denver? Bring in look, Gardner Minshew is so hated. He, he's not hated on, but he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. And I've said that. that, that I will be, say that till I die. Sure. So give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. Give me Uncle Rico and Mile High. It does, I think he's better. Than, I think he's better than both of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Absolutely. Um, it does pain me a little bit, though, that, you know, the Denver, Denver Broncos could have had Justin Fields. Um, they, you know, they decided to. They did. He was right Patrick there. Pertain. What's that? He was right there. He was. They, they to decided to go Patrick Pertain because, hey, why not just make that defense even better? Um, 
it, it hurts because I, I would have loved to watch Justin Fields with that offense, with the speed on that offense. Uh, it would have been fun, but, you know, that's just – I the think they they're throw. holding out for 2022 and playing the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. I think that is mm-hmm. their end game here where they will roll okay. into this year, just try to build up as great a, of a dunk defense as they can. And then so when the time they're, comes, they're just going to do the they're just going to do the exact same thing that they did with Peyton Manning. You're going to have an incredible Denver, incredible in the same win a Super Bowl. And this, if they fall up into Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers in the same decade, I don't want to ever hear Broncos fans bitch again because yeah. that would there is no such thing as any better luck than that. So they, I, I think that that's already, I don't I don't know if they already have one, but if they might just build a second John Elway statue if they already have one. So you would be a, I think there's a, an Elway statue. I would assume. I would assume there is. I just don't know. I've never been to Denver, so uh, if not, John Elway could run for the mayor of Denver and <laughs> win unanimously tomorrow. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. I've never been to Mile High, so I could tell you for certain. But regardless of statues and Gardner Minshew aside, I think they'll be a playoff team. Uh, I think they'll be the seventh seed in the AFC. They'll be the defense will get them there. It's just a matter of how, if their quarterback play is going to be at least okay or if it's going to be bad. Yes. Now, now we get to talk about the black hole of the AFC West and the black hole of the AFC, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. And did you see what Derek Carr said today? Uh, I did not. What did he say? Well, it, it wasn't anything. It was just I thought it was funny. It made me chuckle. Uh, at, they had their their training camp and the fans were there and Derek Carr said something about like the reason we didn't win at home last year is because you guys weren't here. He was talking to the fans <laughs> and it's like Derek, I don't think that was your problem. I I think I it think was the reason is because future, the team's bad. <laughs> your future defense and your terrible head coaching, but uh, they 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 got a little better. I'll give them a little bit of credit. I mean, I don't know. They brought in. They brought in Yannick Ngakwe. They they drafted uh, Trayvon Mooring. They brought in Casey Hayward. You know they're they're okay. Their defense got a little bit better. Their offense yeah. did not. Their offense well, did the opposite got, of getting better. They have John Brown and Henry Ruggs on the outside. They'll be able to stretch the field. They have Darren Waller, who I think is by the end of the year. I I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if he is close to tight end one in the league because I love this guy. And he's slowly – I mean, he's, he's been a great player, but he's slowly just creeping up the charts to be at the same level as a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle. I, I really think that. I love, love, love what Darren Waller does. And with these guys on offense that can spread the field with Henry Ruggs, John Brown, and an emerging star in Brian Edwards, who everybody's raving about, I, I think that we see Darren Waller's numbers increase even more this year. Yeah, no, I'm completely on board with you about Darren Waller. I mean, he's been – he played better than um, both Kelsey and Kittle last year. Obviously, you know, I think Kittle dealt with the injuries and whatnot. But regardless, I mean, he's putting up numbers comparable to those two. doesn't really get all the love in the world because, you know, San Francisco and Kansas City have been more of a, a winning team than the Raiders have. Um, but regardless, no, I mean, he is, I think, without a doubt, the third best tight end in football. Um, and in terms of just all around, you know, prowess, I mean, he can block, he can open up running lanes. I think that he is deserving of being in that conversation. Um, now, John Brown and Henry Ruggs, like Derek Carr did take a lot of deep shots last year, uh, but in terms of what, you know, they run offensively, I mean, they're, you know, John Gruden is more of a West Coast style offensive guy. So I just don't see where that uh, scheme wise, you know, where all this, you know, vertical stretching is coming from. Um, well, but I mean, regardless, maybe that's why they decided to bring in Kenyon Drake when they already have Josh Jacobs in there because. <laughs> I'm still scratching my head about that too. Let's get rid of Rodney Hudson. Let's get rid of, you know, our really good offensive line and bring in another running back that won't be able to run through whoever we get in to replace these guys. Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense on what they're doing. Mayock and Gruden haven't done a damn thing right since they took over. Um, and, and sure it was exciting at the time. They're, they're not good team builders. They, they know they're not, they, they put together, they try to put puzzle pieces that don't fit together together and it doesn't work. They're just kind of a mismatched team. They don't really have a, a single vision, I, I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think they're going to be – Houston's going to be the worst team in the AFC. I think the Raiders are going to be the second worst. Like, they just have – like, defensively, yeah. they might be a little bit better, but their front seven still a ginormous question mark. I'm sorry, Max Crosby. I just don't really trust in you as a pass rusher one. Like, I, if, you're, if you're leading edge rusher is Max Crosby, you're not, not going to have that great of a pass okay. rush. 
And, you know, I love the pick of Trevon Morig. I like bringing over Casey Hayward. Um, you know, they're doing the right things on that side of the ball. They just can't seem to put it all together in one offseason. Like, you know, I think it was two years ago where they brought in, you know, Tyrell Williams. They brought in a bunch of high-profile free agents, and everybody was like, okay, let's pay attention to the Raiders. And, you know, they were in it for a little. I think they went, what, seven and nine that year, so they didn't play terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, last year it was – I mean, they were they were in the mix last year. I mean, till you know yeah. near the end of December, yeah. they were a wild card fringe team. They just they ran had the, uh, the the dreaded uh, Fitzy no look pass with his head getting ripped to the other side. <laughs> and not to mention, I mean, they were sitting, I think, at like eight and six at one yeah. point. You know, they just had to win one game, but that last you know three week stretch was brutal, and they ended up losing out. So. Um, when you do that and then you blow up a really good offensive line for literally no reason and then it, offensively what they're doing doesn't make sense. So I don't believe in them. I think that this will probably be Derek Carr's last year as a Raider. I think they'll look to, you know, kind of just start a new Kurt's dying uh, off screen right now as he mutes his mic to choke down his, his, his water or pre-workout, whatever the hell he's drinking. <laughs> oh my Lord. I don't know how to drink water, I guess. <laughs> went down the wrong pipe. It did. I think I got it too excited because I wanted to say something, and now I know what I was going to say. So, don't mind me. I it's getting late. I had a long day. Sorry. <laughs> so, regardless, yes, the Raiders will be bad. That is my yes. The, the and I fully agree with you. There we go. So, Kansas City Chargers, Broncos, Raiders is my my AFC West. That is our divisional breakdown. We've hit every division. We've talked about every single team. We've talked about their schedules. We've talked about their weaknesses, their strengths. If you haven't, if you missed out on it, go back and listen to them because uh, I think we've had some. This was maybe our our most disagreed upon uh, division, I think. But yes, always, always good stuff. Always good stuff. We both uh, we we presented our our arguments and we agree to disagree. We would be. Probably pretty bad law students, actually, if we just are <laughs> totally content with doing that. But um, that's why yeah, we no. talk sports. Exactly. So, yes, we are done with that. We got preseason week one, all 32 teams in action starting this Thursday uh, with a notable matchup between Washington and New England that takes place on NFL Network. Um, you can out. Listen- out. Go ahead. We started the show without talking about the biggest news of the week and the month and maybe the offseason. Josh Allen is sticking around the Buffalo Bills for a oh long time. Oh, my goodness. Time. We didn't even address that yet. Yeah. Sticking around oh, the Buffalo man. Bills for a long, long time. $43 million a year, a very respectable deal. He could have easily probably pushed the 48 to 49 Patrick Mahomes numbers. But you know what? He took a nice little discount. He's sticking around, and I am so, so psyched. I love it. Six-year extension for Josh Allen staying in Buffalo. And look, and he still, has, he still has this season and next season technically under his rookie contract. So that's exactly. So they doesn't kick in right away. They'll still have a little bit of time to try to get him as much talent as they can on that deal and make a couple more runs at a Super Bowl while on his rookie deal. So, yep. um, and people will point to the 43 million as being a ginormous number. You know, the cap is going to drastically go up and it's going to kind of cancel out almost. It is going to be harder, you know, once, you know, that contract does go into effect to, you know, get in all these guys that they want to get in. But so is the way of the NFL with great quarterbacks. You take the good with the bad. So no, now, good for Josh now, Allen. He's more than earned. Now all the pressure is on Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. And if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm a little nervous because now you're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson more than $43 million because he does have the MVP under his belt and he's going to flash that and you're going to have to pay a lot of money for him. And I don't know. if Kurt, Here's the thing. Down. They, they can just pick up the fifth year option and worry about it next year. They can. They I think can, that's what, I think that's what they, they're going to do. I, 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 I don't think they get it done this season. You, you can't just keep kicking it down the road. You're going to have to pick it up eventually. I think that the best thing for them to do is pick up the option, see how this year goes. And obviously if he plays really well this year, then yes, by all means, give him the money. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, their offensive line, their offensive line has like slowly, but surely kept losing pieces. Like they lost Marshall Yonda to retirement. They just lost Orlando Brown. Like mm-hmm. guys keep gradually going away. I mean, last year they lost Mark Ingram. This past offseason they lose Mark Ingram. They're going to rely a lot more on guys like Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. They can't lure in big time receivers because of the offense that they run. It's 
like defensively they lost pieces. Like it's going to be harder. It's, it is. And with that type of offense, like that, you need to have money to spend on a good defense and a good offensive line. And if Lamar Jackson's making $46 million a year, it's going to be that much more difficult to do. So look, if he develops more of an outside the numbers, deep passing game, and he can do that more consistently throwing the ball down the field, then by all means, it's a great deal. But I think for Baltimore, I think they're thinking the same thing is let's see how this year plays out. And if that develops and gets better, then let's pay him. If not, then we'll, (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) Luckily, luckily for Baltimore, they uh, they do draft well it, historically. They do. Uh, so, you know, they can get some some cheap talent. Uh, but yeah, I would not. Uh, I don't know if I'd really want to be making that de- that decision because that is a big big decision for the franchise. I uh, think it's much easier for Cleveland to extend Baker Mayfield because he's yeah. not going to warrant a forty three to forty six million dollar a year contract. I think he'll fall anywhere between like that thirty six to thirty nine range where. Mm-hmm. He's he's worth the extension. I think he's proven that, but he's not worth you know that elite quarterback money. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's still a good serviceable quarterback who is much better than a lot of guys in the league. So uh, I think Baker's deal will get done. They still got to extend Denzel Ward, which they're trying to do right now before having to extend Baker. They just extended Nick Chubb in Cleveland. So um, all those guys. I mean, Miles Garrett got his money. Nick Chubb's getting his money. Denzel Ward is going to be getting his, and then Baker Mayfield. Like they're Cleveland's been doing very well, and it's nice to see for a city that suffered for 20 years. So good for them. Yes, good for them. But we are uh, – we made it. We did it. We made it. We made it through the offseason. We had a preseason game. We got a, a whole slate of preseason games this week. So I cannot wait. We will be back uh, maybe next – this coming weekend, maybe a little couple days after that. I don't know. We have to figure that out because we are, we're busy men. But – uh We'll, we'll break down all those games. We'll talk about all the highlights, all the fun stuff, all the backup quarterbacks that we get to see. We get to see Money Mitch in the Buffalo Bills uniform, and I can't wait for that. So, um, like I said earlier, though, if you missed out on any of our divisional breakdown shows, go back and listen to those because they're still relevant. They're still out there, and uh, it's not old news. So we broke down every team, all your favorite teams, all your favorite players. We talked about it, and, um, yeah, we're hope we. I know we always say it, we're hopefully getting some guys on the show. I, Jared, I'll tell you about something that I texted oh. yesterday to a certain someone. Um, I'm excited. You know, we try not to get our hopes too high because it's it's they're they're busy men out there. They're they're practicing every single day, but uh, we're we're working on it. I promise. Yeah, and like Kurt said, if you want to hear uh, your favorite team or a division that you have in mind, go back. Um, and listen to this on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast from, but uh, specifically on Believe, which is our new home. Um, we couldn't be happier to be a part of it. So go to the, uh, the the Believe Podcast Network, go find our show and go through all of our episodes. You can listen to um, previous division predictions, previous trivia bulls, which we will be bringing back very soon. Um, yes. So, yes, check out all of that. It's all good fun. Um, but yeah, we will be back later on in the week. We got preseason week one later on, uh, starting Thursday, which we'll be able to break down um, some murmurs in Jacksonville about CJ Henderson potentially getting moved. So, I mean, we'll get the more lowdown on that once more details are released. Um, and then all of that other good stuff, you know, Indianapolis, if they decide to make a move for a veteran quarterback to fill in the hole with Carson Wentz until he gets back. A lot of stuff to talk about as we head into the first official week of the NFL preseason, officially ending a six-month span of no football yes. and we are we are officially back and running for our second season second full season together Kurt Homicer how about it how about it awesome thank you for everybody that is uh stuck around with us and all our our new friends that we made along the way so yes like you said we will be back next week um and I can't wait I, I can't wait to watch some football and sit on the couch and enjoy every minute of it I can't either before we go Kurt where can they find you on Twitter Yes, you guys can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T-H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. Fan-sided stuff that I just released last week. I got Buffalo Rumbling stuff. We got everything you could want now that the season is underway. Follow along there. Jarrett, what about you? 
You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. Uh, a bunch of fan sided stuff. You know, I'm trying to keep that coming and coming as we get more news on certain things. I uh, did a piece today on the Denzel Award possible extension and the Baker Mayfield stuff. So go check that out. Um, a few stuff on the Indianapolis situation and Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson. Just a, an abysmal camp for the Colts so far. Uh, but you can check all that stuff out. Also on Sports Illustrated, all Steelers, uh, Steelers Sports Illustrated page as well. Bailey and the Bird Wrestling, me and Benjamin Raven. Um, yeah, we attempted to do a show before, had a little bit more difficulties because I'm constantly on the move now. Um, so we'll figure that out. Me and Ben are going to do more wrestling stuff with uh, Jeremy Lambert of Fightful Select. Um, so keep an eye out for that as well. Um, but as always, thank you for tuning in to Laces Out on the Believe Podcast Network. We will be back later in the week. Keep an eye out on Twitter for the exact times and dates, and uh, we'll keep you in the loop on all of that. But until next time, for Kurt Officer, I'm Jared Paley. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.